the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. Celebrating our 10th year of ministry on AM 630 The Word. Visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your Bible questions, questions about anything going on in your life, whatever is on your heart. All you have to do is provide the phone call, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as always, if you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen. Everything else is hands for you. will be connected directly to our studio producer. Not only is this the word to stand up for life, but today's the date day show. Mm-hmm. And that means Paula is here in studio with me looking beautiful. And um, I'm going to stop talking now. It's your show. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and me um, and, and the producer over there in the corner. But and, um, I'm glad to be here. And what I really want to start out with is Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. You know why I'm singing that song? Oh. Because I learned it at um, Vacation Bible School when I was a little girl. And that song has stuck with me my entire life. I mean, I didn't become a Christian until I was 28 years old, but, um, you know, seven. Would you like 30, 31 now? Uh, well, can't lie. Not <laughs> not at church or not at all. But, no, I'm not even close to 31 anymore. <laughs> Times two plus a bunch. Um, but we're getting ready to have our Calvary Kids Bible School, which is, you know, our VBS. And today is the 14th of the month already. And our our Calvary Kids Bible School starts July 25th through, um, that's a Monday, through Friday the 29th from 9 a.m. to 11, I mean 9 a.m. till noon. And um, it's free. Most of our stuff here is. That's why we're still in kind of this <laughs> building. That's why we're poor. <laughs> yeah, we're poor, but we're rich beyond measure. But what I... I really want everybody um, to be serious about getting their kids um, to Calvary Kids Bible School. Um, the kids always have a blast. They always have a blast. Kids make professions of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, they really begin thinking, and it starts formulating um, a direction in their life that they didn't have any awareness of prior to this. Yeah, and you know, my my mom. Excuse me, my mom would let the the bus pick my brother and I up because she would go to work, you know. Um, and so it was something for us to do and that it, for back then, I think 
our vacation Bible school lasted a little longer. Um, but I learned that Jesus loved me. I didn't really understand what that was, but that song just kept coming to me. I was telling my grandson whenever I would get um, really kind of nervous or scared, I would hear that song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, and he is strong. And I, I felt weak a lot. And so it just was so strange. I wouldn't hear the song, you know, being played in particular anywhere. But the Holy Spirit had, now I know about the Holy Spirit, you know. But back then I didn't know that. But the Holy Spirit had dropped that song in my heart and in my mind. And Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Kids really do know that Jesus loves them. And then life happens and other people come around and, you know, life happens with them as well. And you, you kind of start forgetting that. And so it was one of those things where the Lord, through the Holy Spirit, I'm certain, was trying to remind me, don't forget. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, don't forget. So you have a real opportunity, parents, older siblings. Did we say it's free? And it's free, <laughs> yeah. But when you come in and you see all that goes on, because a lot of people think, well, you know, you get what you pay for and free, you know, what's it going to be like? It's amazing. Our church transforms, but most importantly is the number of kids and adults who serve um, your children. It's just an amazing thing to watch. Yeah, you know, one of the things, Paula, I mean, this is for elementary school age kids. Mm -hmm. It's pre-K through, I think, sixth grade. Yeah, and and for me, uh, the, 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 the greatest joy is the numbers of kids who you, maybe a year ago or two years ago were at the Calvary Kids Bible School, mm-hmm. and they're here to serve. Yeah. And especially at the end of every day when they they stand in front of the, the stage and they make, give an invitation for mm-hmm. kids to come forward, mm-hmm. uh, those kids are up there. And the littler kids now, <laughs> they come up to them mm-hmm. um, to be prayed for. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, I just cry every time <laughs> I see it because it's they're, they're, they're modeling what they see happen in big church. Yep. And um, uh, they're just as serious about it, and they get a chance to lead kids to the Lord. Yeah. And it's just, they, they answer questions. Yeah. It's, it's fabulous. It's, yeah. just, it's wonderful. It's just, it's, our little church, our little tacky church is in really good hands. Basically, that's what they're saying, because they're learning um, how to serve. They're learning that it's a blast to serve, and they're, they're learning that the Holy Spirit can um, enable them to do even greater things than they themselves think they can do. So, yeah, yeah it's it's so much fun. I, I'm glad you said that. Uh, you know, one of the things, we get a lot of questions on the program about about youth ministries and kids' ministries. And, and one of the things that's always been the case here is that we exhort and encourage our kids from, from high school all the way down um, to serve. Mm-hmm. And so they, they come for a church service and get fed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they hear the teaching, and then they stay for a church service and serve. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's so rewarding mm-hmm. to watch. And they learn the value of service. They experience the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about these kids. When no. they, they go with, they, they know the right things to do, and they know the power mm-hmm. is available to do them. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what children's ministry is. It's teaching them to minister, and that's a, a word that comes from, from, from uh, like, deacon or deaconesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means to be servants yeah. of people. Yeah. And they don't come here to get blessed. They come to be a blessing. And it just demonstrates that they're, that they're growing. Yeah. Anyway, so Good stuff. that's July 25th, Monday through Friday, the 29th, 9 a.m. to noon. Bring your pre-K to, I think pre-K is like four. I think so. I'm not sure. I'll get back to you on that one. But pre-K through sixth grade. So I hope to see you there. Here's the $64 million question. Okay. See, inflation has taken over. When we grew up, it was $64,000 question. Okay. Now it's $64 million question. <laughs> Are you dancing this year? Well, I am practicing the moves, <laughs> Pastor Ron. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You know, <laughs> my right hip is better, <laughs> but it ain't all the way right. So we'll see. I, 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 you know, 
I'm trying. I'm going to try. So just to encourage um, all my other, you know, aged people, that you can do it. If the Holy Spirit holds me up, I'm going to be there. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, okay, so that's for the Calvary Kids Bible School. And then a couple of weeks after that, youth camp. So that's for junior high and high schoolers. And youth camp, these kids get to go away for a little while where they have no internet, phone, TV distractions. They are going to be with other kids and, of course, adult supervision and teaching and watching those adults serve children. Um, And you don't want to miss, the the kids don't want to miss that either. Um, So that is August 10th through the 13th. And um, it's, it is a cost because we have to pay the camp. Otherwise, if we had our own camp, it probably wouldn't cost other than food. But um, So it's $100. If anybody out there has like a big piece of land and they want to turn it into a camp and give it to us, we'd take it. In a minute. Because it could be free then. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> give and free, keywords. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, the junior high and the high school children. And they don't have to just be a part of Calvary Chapel San Antonio. Uh, we want to love on all kids. And if you have unsaved family members or friends, um, they need to know about Jesus. So anyway, okay, that's the end of my invitations. Maybe we'll talk about it next Thursday too. So. Okay, what's on your heart today? Okay, so the other day you had a strange kind of a call where, I, and I don't want to name the name in case I'm wrong, but the husband was saying that his wife just was always um, arguing you know, she wasn't very nice, and I don't know if it was one of those things where it's, woman, submit to me, or um, or what, but um, it was kind of like, kind of uncomfortable, where, you know, I live in a house now, and I think I used to kind of be, you know, because um, we didn't really talk so too much when, before we got saved, and so, you know, it was more silent treatment if we were upset, and, or, um, the word divorce would come up if we were talking. And then once we got saved, um, it was one of those things where, you know, I could trust the Lord just in prayer. But I used to, I would be able to, um, I would just be like, well, at least we're talking, though we're arguing. Ooh, I just hated that. But at least we were sort of kind of communicating, but it wasn't very nice. Um, (laughs) And so I was thinking, wow, you know, I don't live in that house any longer. Um, it's about um, uh, seeing how we can please Jesus. It's not a, and it's about like when I was reading in uh, Proverbs fourteen, a wise woman builds her house up, but a foolish one with her very own hands, and in this case with her very own words, tears hers down. And so I was, I was thinking, um, wow, how can I help? How can we help? In this situation, we do a lot of marriage speaking, and we do a lot of marriage counseling, and you you did an excellent job. Um, but I was just kind of wondering, um, I wonder if the husband either talks down to her or um, doesn't consider her opinion, because that's kind of what I was getting over the radio, where um, maybe she's just so frustrated, she's trying to be heard, and instead of being put down. So anyway, that's my my judgment on that, but yeah. um, I, I think I'm not we, sure. Yeah, we have to be careful. You know, in, in a program like this, mm-hmm. uh, all we can do is deal with the question that we're given mm-hmm. and the information that we're given. Yeah. And so it, it's it's there's really no, no value in reading into or taking the side of the person who can't defend themselves mm-hmm. because, because the question comes from somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it's just impossible to know. And that's why I'll often say, you know, with the limited inf- information that you mm-hmm. give me, mm-hmm. or if what you're saying to me is, is accurate, mm-hmm. then, and we can come up with, with some direction. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we, we just have to be really careful of reading into things. And one of the things we've learned over our years of, of marriage counseling, Paula, is that um, there's always two sides. And, and even many times when we have both of those sides in the same room with us, <laughs> it sounds like they're describing 
uh, other people yeah, because yeah. they're so completely yeah, like, opposite one to another. Yeah, Do you guys like, even live in the same house? You live house? in the same house, that's right. I mean, yeah. how can how can both these things mm-hmm. be true? Mm-hmm. So one of you or both of you is not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to a place where we can um, just sort of investigate the facts mm-hmm. and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the question, Paula, that you had, I'll just repeat it. Okay. Uh, is is my Hispanic wife is so argumentative? She says that uh, her roots and that in her Mexican culture, that's what we do. Mm. They argue. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows her job is to be meek and quiet, but when conflict arises, she gets loud and emotional. Uh, how do I handle her? Mm-hmm. And my my uh, response to the the, the caller was, um, um, we don't handle anybody. We sit down and we talk about things, but we don't handle anyone. And um, uh, I used you as an example because there's nothing meek and quiet about you at all. Mm. Um, and yet you're the godliest person I know, let alone woman. Mm. But you're the godliest person I know personally. Mm. And, uh, you know, the idea that we have to be meek and timid is is just sort of a, the, the, a man's interpretation mm-hmm. of wives submit to your husbands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the problem, I think, Paula, is that we have uh, a completely uh, wrong concept of um, how the, the roles are to function in a marriage. And one of the things we talked about uh, this morning was um, too many Husbands and wives are busy trying to change the spouse instead of letting the Holy Spirit change them. Mm-hmm. And I say often here at Calvary Chapel that that if the, if you think it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you about somebody else, then you're wrong mm-hmm. because he's going to be speaking to you about you. Mm-hmm. And he's always going to work on the primary target. Mm-hmm. And and you're the primary target. Mm-hmm. Now, now, in your spouse's life, he or she is the primary target, mm-hmm. and God's going to be working on them. But God's not going to say, yeah, you know, we need to straighten her out or we need to straighten <laughs> him out. And and I think too many Christian couples mm-hmm. have a, a sense that, well, you know, we need somebody to negotiate. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people when we get started with marriage counseling, there's no negotiating here. Jesus is a dictator, a benevolent, wonderful dictator, mm-hmm. but a dictator. Mm-hmm. He dictates terms. And because we call him Lord, we say yes. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the truth is, Paula, that that most people simply don't have the faith to believe that. Mm-hmm. Or they don't have the patience to wait. Or they refuse to let the Holy Spirit do the work in them mm-hmm. that he's trying to do. Yeah. You know, in the, in the question it says, she knows her job is to be meek and quiet. Well, that's in uh, First Peter where it says, you know, those who trust the Lord are, have a gentle and quiet spirit. And I think I read it that the way it sounds here too. You know, gentle and quiet where we never raise our voice and we're always, yes, dear, you know, no problem. <laughs> I, I remember one time you saying to me, I can't be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I said, nobody asked you to be quiet. I wanted you just to be you. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? We we marry people because who they are is attractive to us. Why all of a sudden do we want them to change? Mm -hmm. We want them to follow Jesus. But, you know, again, it's like I always say about women's shoes. Men are the developers or the inventors of them. <laughs> Trying to kill us. But yeah, because because you you can look at what women do to their feet with the shoes, mm-hmm. and some man is in the background smiling and saying, "Yeah, take that," you know. And, <laughs> and, and so but, bad. But, but we do the same thing in our marriage. Yeah. We complain about the things that we were once attracted to, mm-hmm. and we do it without considering. Well, God, what do you want me to do? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Yeah. yeah. It, scripture says to you know. Instead of being angry, sit on your bed, be quiet, and look inside yourself, basically. Look at you. You know that getting, being loud and emotional, all that is is a manipulation tool. That just says, I'm going to be, you know, what are you going to do with this, you know? And so it's just tearing down. It's just tearing down the house. And so um, when we have, when we want to be loud and emotional, we're just trying to, be in control. Yeah, and one of the things I said to this this uh, caller was that um, um, there should never be arguing mm-hmm. in a in a Christian marriage. Yeah. 
um, we get in a bad mood and we, we say the wrong things and we need to be able to repent and apologize very quickly. Repent yeah. to God against thee and the only yeah. uh, have I sinned, O God, and then make it right with our spouse. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, Paul, and I think uh, the, the, this particular caller, um, what we need to do is understand that, that we are all called to be gentle, to be kind. Mm-hmm. Those are fruits of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And we don't get a vacation from that just mm-hmm. because we're mad or just because, well, I want you to do this my way. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, a husband and a wife, and I want everybody to please listen to this because husbands and wives need to simply do one thing and they can live in harmony with each other for many, many, many years, mm-hmm. fruitfully serving the Lord. And here's that thing that they need to do. Agree together to agree with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, people say, well, that's just too simple. What about mm-hmm. when you... No, it's not too simple. Mm-hmm. There's nothing... And Jesus fortunately made the gospel simple for us. <laughs> so we, if we will agree to agree with him, mm-hmm. then, then there's no opinion that matters. Uh, if you want to do something some way and I want to do, do it a different way, then, then we don't have to worry about what either of us wants. Let's mm-hmm. see what the Word says. The mm-hmm. Word covers these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it may not be very satisfying to our flesh, but the key word there is flesh. Yeah, yeah. And we're not supposed to be in our flesh. That's right. Yeah, because remember, I was raised an angry black woman. <laughs> I say this all the time, angry black women. And we hear about the Italian, you know, just... Oh, I'm then, Italian. I've yeah, got a temper. I've heard that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, the, in this case, the hot hot Mexican, but the machismo, you know, you get the machismo. And... Uh, but the Lord says, uh, anyone who comes after me must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. And that's what it means to be born again. Yeah. You're no longer the old you. Yeah. Your cultural patterns and habits, uh, your, your personality, characteristics, and trait, they mm-hmm. have all been buried mm-hmm. in the grave. Mm-hmm. And, and if we will do that, um, um, th- then, then the new person that comes out is supposed to be... Uh, one that resembles Jesus. Yeah. And if we'll just do that, mm-hmm. then the Holy Spirit can take over. Here's the problem. We don't trust the Holy Spirit. That's the problem. So we got to manipulate things yeah. to get things done our way. Yeah. Let's take a phone call. Yeah, We've got cool. one from Jeff from San Antonio on line one. Jeff, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, Pastor. This is Jeff that you know. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> So it's the first time I've ever called in, but I love the topic, and I love the format with you and your wife. Uh, I know both of y'all very well, so it's, it's nice to hear y'all yeah. on the radio. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, wanted the, I thought this was kind of a, a cute thing I took as a joke a long time ago, the way I think God has a, a sense of uh, humor. And it says arguing with a contemptuous woman is like holding oil in your hands. You're not going to win, so it's not a very good argument to get it in, in the beginning anyways. <laughs> Um, but for me, the thing that I've come to realize, and a lot of this is really getting more into the Word and understanding what God wants for me in my life, helps me to understand how to treat my wife. And mm-hmm. the the idea that she is the best thing since sliced bread for me, and she's the perfect gift from God. And that's the way I need to treat her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's it. Jeff, I thought I thought you were calling to say that you weren't the one who wrote that that email to us about your argumentative Hispanic wife. Oh. No, my wife is my wife is awesome. I could not ask for a better wife. I know. Yes, yes. And and Jeff, because you're such a dear friend, um, we have been praising God for bringing her into your life uh, mm-hmm. ever since we first met her. And yeah. and you're right. You chose well, and uh, and and you married up. I can promise you that. Oh yes, sir. I agree. Anyway, I just wanted to call and tell y'all that, yeah, it's a blessing to go to the church. Thank you guys so much for what y'all do here on the radio. It's wonderful to hear not just a pastor, but a husband and a wife. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, sweetie. God bless you, my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeff is a, is a dear friend. I've known Jeff for, for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And um, Jeff's had a, had some, some beatdowns in life. Yeah. Um, lost a previous wife. Um Believe me, he hit the wife jackpot this time. Mm-hmm. And to watch them, they're playful and they're fun. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 it's obvious that they enjoy being with one another. Mm-hmm. And, and it's fun to watch. That's what a Christian marriage is supposed to look like. Yeah. 
Paula, we're inside two minutes now. It's okay, well, going fast. you know, if, even talking about this, Amos 3.3, 3, um, how can two walk together unless they agree to do so? So, Pastor Ron, you came to my house, <laughs> and, you know, he's like, i got to have her. And so, once we got married, I knew you were going to be the boss, you know. I didn't like it then, but um, once I got saved... I knew you were the boss, small letter B. Because <laughs> the big boss, Jesus, is the capital B. But, man, I tell you what, uh, submitting, you've made it easier for me. It wasn't always easy, but you've made it easier for me. And learning to trust the Lord in this, and that's what all of our, all of the wives need to do is trust. That's what you just said, trust Jesus. That. He knows how to get through. We don't have to force our way through. Time has flown. We only have 30 minutes left in the eight-day edition of the show, and we would love your calls, questions, or comments, 340-9585, or toll-free, 877-630-KSLR. This is the Date Day Show. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to The Word to Stand On for Life, celebrating our 10th year of ministry on AM 630, The Word. We're taking your calls at 210-340-9585. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day show. We would love your input. Paula, before um, I ask you where you want to move on to now, let me just say to everybody out there, Um, let the Holy Spirit, and I'm talking about in terms of marriages, our conversation from the first half hour, let the Holy Spirit deal with you. Take a cue from Jeff's phone call a moment ago. Remember how blessed you are Mm -hmm. to to be given the, the husband or the wife that you have, the one that you asked for. And then instead of figuring out how you can change your spouse, go to Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 22. And go through the fruits of the Spirit. And honestly, let the Holy Spirit, this is Paul telling us to examine our hearts daily, let the Holy Spirit reveal how you're doing. Are you loving? Are you joyful? Are you kind? Are you patient? Are you good to other people? Are you a servant to other people? All those things. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit's trying to knock on the door of your heart, and we're trying to get the Holy Spirit to knock on the door of our spouse's heart. And um, the problem is, even if you were able to convince him, it wouldn't be permanent. But the Holy Spirit, when he deals with people, it's permanent. Mm-hmm. And and every day, it's not about what he's doing or what she's doing. Uh, the Holy Spirit will say, okay, well, let's talk about you. Mm-hmm. And believe me, Paula, and you know this, the Holy Spirit has let me know that I give him plenty to talk to me about. (laughs) What's on your heart now? Uh, That's cute because as I was out praying this morning, um, you know, I'm trying to be like Pastor Ron and that I was out walking with Jesus kind of thing. Only I was even running a little bit today. Um, Well, maybe jogging. Um, Lord, thank you for the gift that you gave me and Ron. And, you know, I mean, and we're still humans. We don't agree. We are so different, like you say a lot. We are really different. But I think our differences, for the most part, complement one another. Um, but Yours complement me. I'm not too sure it works the other way around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm learning some good stuff. But um, the gift that God has given me, I, I'm like, Lord, you know, make me a better wife. Make me a better wife. Man, this guy... He, he needs help. No. <laughs> but no, make me a better wife, Lord. This gift that you gave me. Um, and you know what Jesus told me today? He loves you. He really loves you. Praise Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, before you became a Christian, I was asking the Lord, you know, I was challenging him, like, why? Why do you love me? <laughs> Give me something. Give me. But he really loves you. Um and so do I. So, I, I, you know, I pray, Lord, make me a better wife. You know, this is all your fault. 
Of course it is. Because for those what? 13 years you were praying for yeah, me. Yeah, what? You were praying, Jesus, give me a husband who will take me to church. Yeah. Oops. No, I'm so <laughs> I'm so happy. In fact, I'm going to say that at the Pastor's Wives Conference that I'm, I'll be t- teaching, you know. Um, not one of those, be careful what you ask for, but pray big, you know, because I absolutely love my life. And um, look how many people the Lord has um, entrusted us with, surrounded us with. I mean, it's just an amazing, an amazing life. So God is good. So talking about the Holy Spirit leading, I was thinking, you know, Amos 3.3, not just for marriage, but in in all of our relationships, you know, um, thinking about how Ruth resolved to follow Naomi, you know, it's from a, a, a idol worshiping uh, family, and was just, you know, they they didn't love God, but Elimelech and his family, you know, bringing Naomi over to this wash basin where they weren't supposed to be, but. Um, there was enough God, I have to say God, not Jesus, and God in them, um, even though they were in great compromise, um, that Ruth saw something. And God is so good that um, the reason why Elimelech and Naomi left was because there was famine. And, but God is so good, he let Naomi know there was bread, there's provision back in um, Bethlehem, and so Bethlehem, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and so um, which means bread? I'll yeah, which bread. means bread. Okay, and so um, Ruth says, "Well, I'm going with you." You know, actually, both girls did, but Ruth says, "I'm going with you," and um, the other daughter-in-law went back. But Ruth said, "Well, but, but think why she went back, and 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 Ruth had no promises." Nothing. None at all. Mm-mm. Here's what, what Naomi, and, and I, I, at this stage of her life, I, I like to refer to her better as Mara. Mara, because she's bitter. bitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, her sons had died. Her husband, husband is dead. Yeah. And it's, you know, how can things get any worse? And so she's complaining, and she's grumbling, and she says, oh, no, no, no you, 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 you girls stay here, mm-hmm. because the only thing I can promise you is hardship mm-hmm. and loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, I got nothing to go back to mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. And so, no, no, you stay here. And, of course, she convinced one of them. And and Ruth said, no, no, no. And you can tell them it's mm-hmm. one of your favorite verses in the Bible. Yeah. Ruth said, no, no, no. Where you go, I go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Um, your people will be my people and your God, my God. Right there, she's saying, I'm in with you. Don't try to turn me back. I have resolved mm-hmm. to follow Jesus, no turning back. She goes on to say, where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. And this is the confirmation. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. And so when Naomi realized, she she was quiet. But the way that Ruth followed, she said, no, 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 I'm going. Yeah. And, and there was there was... Nothing to go to. And uh, again, she wasn't promised anything that our flesh or the world around us would say is worth doing it. Mm-hmm. People would think that, well, she's crazy. She could find somebody younger and, and, and have a, a, a life in her hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but she had already made that decision. And um, Paula, the, the, the beautiful picture that paints for us is that that kind of resolve is always blessed by the real God. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened to her. There's no Boaz in her future at this point. Uh, she's going to be the one to do the work because Mara's getting a little bit older mm-hmm. and getting a little bit crabbier mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, um, so she's, she has to work. She's supporting um, uh, Naomi. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Boaz just happens to be there. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's a, I don't know which, ooh, I think it's Psalm 103, where it says that the Lord looks down on all the people of the earth. He's watching this whole thing happen. He's like, what? This girl's trusting her God to be her God? I'm yeah. going, I got a plan. Yep. And he starts moving pieces around. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, um, I, I think about Boaz. The first time he saw her, you know what he probably said? Yeah, wow. 
No, well, uh, he said that, but but then he said he turned to his friend Larry and said, "Can you get me her phone number?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good, babe. When you first saw me, and or the second time you saw me, I was stunned. Well, I was stunned. I, just for you in the audience, <laughs> when I saw Paula first, she was a freshman in high school, and and the only thing remarkable about her. I mean, she had this pretty face, but she had big feet. Hey, my feet are not big now. I know, but I mean. That's what, all you can see. Yeah, huh? you, what do you weigh, 40 pounds? <laughs> I mean, you were just skinny. And, and They used to call me skinny, mini, mini mouse. Yeah, and then um, I saw her again in her senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. And my and, feet were smaller. No, well, all that, <laughs> maybe it was just because other things were bigger. <laughs> In the best of ways. And I remember saying, oh, well, yeah, yeah. the first thing was, who is that? I, somebody said, well, that's Paula. And I said, wow, has she filled out? <laughs> I'm glad this is radio and yeah, not yeah. TV. <laughs> oh, and, oh and my I, goodness. I was with a friend. His name was Larry. And Larry said, I said to Larry, I said, Larry, get me her phone number. And he knew you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he said... You have no chance with her. <laughs> and I said, get me her phone number. <laughs> and a week later, we were in love. Mm-hmm. And now more than 52 years later, yeah, you filled out. <laughs> I'm still filling out a phone. <laughs> no, in no, this COVID time, no, I put I on a know. couple of pounds. That's mean, all right. You didn't say yeah, it. I'll say I it. I didn't mean that. Mm-hmm, that's all right, baby. I love okay, you. Okay, so that's my interpretation <sighs> of the book of Ruth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Pastor Ron. Oh, yeah, yeah. So where you go, I will go. Yeah. And where you stay, I will stay. And so that's how we need to be concrete in, in those relationships that the Lord puts us in, the good ones, of course, not not those ones that are leading us astray or, you know, but those those good ones were, you know, Paula, this is the one for life. Uh-huh. So why many years later do you have to tell me, <laughs> take the voice out of your phone game? Anyway, but don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you where you go. I will go where you stay. I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. And where you die, I will die. And, and, and while this isn't yet about marriage. No, it's not. It's setting her up for the, the marriage of her dreams. Yeah. The marriage. Um, um, can we have some fun with this? You mind? It's, it's go ahead. Okay. Please this, don't embarrass the, no, me too no, bad. <laughs> This morning we were we were talking. Okay, what? Um, and, and Thursdays are fun for this kind of stuff. But but um, I, I made just kind of an offhand joke about um, uh, your next husband. Oh goodness! And and I said, you know, when I die, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. Uh, when I die, when you get remarried, mm-hmm. and I don't remember what started the conversation. But when I said that, what did you do? You just laughed. <laughs> I was laughing like, uh, no. No. <laughs> that's not going to happen. And what I said is, it seems like, you know, the older men, they want to get married right away. But m- most of my friends, <laughs> they're single. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you said, you said no, God said you're the one for life. Yeah, no, God said you're the one for life. Yeah, for your life or my life. Yeah, the whole way. <laughs> 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 There's no replacements. See, this is why date days are so much fun. For oh me. my we can, goodness! We can talk about these things. So, we we both agreed mm-hmm. that um, um, there's no way we could start over. No, there's Mm-mm. there's no way. Um, Paula Arbaugh. That's it. <laughs> Paula Renee Arbaugh. That's it. I'm married to Pastor Ron. When he dies, I'm still I, just like an ex-president. You know, still president. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Paul, we got Daniel on line one from San Antonio. Daniel, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Yeah, hey, Pastor Ron. Hey, my woman, Paula. Come on, Daniel. Um, you know, I was, uh, Hi, sweetie. I was calling uh, regarding, uh, I guess, uh, I guess the way y'all started off the segment, and it reminded me very much of when me and my wife first got married. Um, we we got married rather quickly, um, but, we, you know, we felt in, in our hearts during that time that we prayed and we sought the Lord. Um, but, you know, shortly uh, into our marriage, I began to be like, man, Lord, this is not the same woman that, uh, you know, I, um, <laughs> that yeah. I knew before we got married. And it felt like the first few years were, um, man, they were very tough. Um, and I remember one time, though, that 
there was somebody, it was a pastor uh, that we got to meet while we were out of the country, and he shared something with us that really made a, a deep impact uh, during that time. And he looked at us and he said, you are not each other's enemies. And, and I don't know why he said it, because it was just maybe something that the Lord had put on his heart. We didn't ever tell him anything about our personal marriage or anything like that. But he looked at us and told us mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I remember that any time afterwards that we would kind of have our falling out, because it felt like everything that I wanted to do, she was just against it. You know, I wanted to do, I wanted to go left, she wanted to go right. I wanted to go up, she wanted to go down. Like, it was just always like that. Um, but then finally, when we continue to have some of those those issues, it was that reminder of, you know, Lord, she's not my enemy. Um, but also, too, I would pray like, Lord, you know, give me a heart for my wife. You know, this is the, the wife that I prayed for. This is the wife that I did choose. And Lord, it, it, even though I know my flesh um, is still trying to get used to being married, and, and now I'm trying to be a, a man of God, but also a husband, like, Lord, give me a heart for my wife to honor her the way that you would want me to honor her, even though it, it feels like we keep butting heads all the time. Let me let me be the man that you've called me to be. And then the lastly, one of the things that I, I, we both kind of came to an agreement on, we, we, we heard a sermon and it just really spoke to us during that time, but was, uh, you know, we should be so busy trying to work in God's kingdom that we don't have any time to be arguing with each other. Yeah. And it was during those moments that, you know, we we made an about face and said, you know what, even though we we don't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, let's agree to to disagree. Let's take it to the Lord in prayer. Um, As a husband, I I will always consider you, and then I won't make a choice until you approve. And we're all on the same page. But, you know, for what it's worth, I was uh, just hearing the the way it started just brought so many memories of of when we first got married mm-hmm. and where we're at now going on seven years it's like wow god you've done you've done a, a wonderful thing through this marriage and that didn't start off so so beautiful it felt like yeah. Pray, praise the lord daniel thank you for that what a what a what an edifying comment you know i i would like to add one thing daniel said Paula, that our flesh is trying to get used to one another. Mm-hmm. And and we, what we've got to understand, the only thing of value to do with our flesh is to kill it. Mm-hmm. And, and your flesh will never get used to anybody else's flesh. Mm-hmm. Your flesh is evil, it's wicked, and when we put it off, and, and remember the power that raised Christ from the dead lives in each of us, mm-hmm. when we put it off, then the Spirit comes in, and then we get that heart that Daniel asked for. Lord, give me a heart. And, and literally, he was asking, give me your heart for my wife. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Daniel, in, in times past when Paula has irritated me or she does something. She does not irritate well, you. Okay. <laughs> but, but I'm in my flesh, remember. Yeah. But, but you know, when, when we have a disagreement, we don't, I don't understand the way she thinks about something. Mm-hmm. And, and if I'll go out and try to pray, I have no opportunity to grumble about her. Uh, <laughs> because the minute the minute I begin... Uh, even unspoken, the Lord will speak to my heart and said, "Are you are you praying about precious?" And that's God's name for Paula. He doesn't call her Paula. Um, to me, he calls her precious. And the minute he says that, I know there's no way I'm going to win this argument. So I might as well die now. And it's so much easier. To remember, and for me, Daniel, and this is what you're now learning in seven years of marriage. For me, there's one person in my life, in my whole life, that has always and only wanted the best for me, and that's Paula. Now, I'm sure there's times she wanted to beat me over there with a baseball bat, too. But but she's always and only wanted the best for me. And when I remember that, uh, it's easy to die to my flesh uh, and, and start thanking the Lord for giving me a, a life partner. Uh, somebody that uh, I can trust. You know, uh, the first time I ever said this, I think, Paula, I offended her a little bit, and and, and um, certainly that wasn't my intention, and that's not my intent now. But um, I, I said to her, you know, Paula, as a pastor's wife, I don't even have to consider you. And it didn't mean I didn't consider her, didn't. but, but what I meant was I, I didn't have to consider Paula uh, 
in terms of whether or not she's going to support me or be with me or that I could count on her or trust her in ministry. Uh, I never I never had to make a decision in the church thinking, oh, well, Paula's not going to like that. I've never for a moment had the thought that Paula might actually hinder the work I think God wants to do. And uh, boy, that just makes following Jesus so much easier. We're never alone. We're never alone. And um, that kind of a commitment uh, to walk together, as Amos 3.3 indicates, has produced a pretty fruitful and abundant life. Mm-hmm. And as a result, sweetheart, we, we, um, I don't think we'd give any of it back. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Daniel, I, uh, I had the same kind of uh, revelation from the Lord one time, a long time ago, where he told me that Ron was not my enemy as well. He said, no, 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 our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against those spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. And I can remember sometimes when we're talking, just like that comment you just made about when you told me, you don't have to even consider me. The enemy said, you see that? He don't even consider you. He just going to do what he wants to do like he always did before you were even saved. And here we go again, kind of a thing. But the enemy just takes our words, our looks, and twists them all up. And so... That was a great reminder. Yeah, our battle is not against flesh and blood. Um, your wife, she's on your side. You guys yeah. are no longer two, but one, one flesh. So when you talk bad about each other or to each other, you're really just actually looking in the mirror and putting yourself down because you picked each other. Yeah. You know. And, and Daniel, you're you're blessed like Ruth was blessed mm-hmm. uh, because your priority uh, is. Service for the kingdom of God. That yeah. that that's Jesus looking at you and saying, "Oh, they really do love me." Yeah. So God bless you, mm-hmm. Daniel. You and your wife. Tell her I love her already, and I'm proud of you guys. And mm-hmm. thank you for your faithful service mm-hmm. to the Lord. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That is such a, a wonderful um, thing you said here, because marriage for God is the most ideal um, picture of our relationship to Him. And so Ron and I are very, very, very much aware that the marriage that the Lord has given us and, and has developed and continues to develop, it's, it's a huge um, trophy for him. We know people are watching us, and our marriage does give other people hope. We, I mean, I'm the, I'm the fun one. <laughs> I'll just tell you guys that right now. If you didn't know, I am I'm laughing because the truth hurts. I, I'm the fun one, but um, I'm so thankful that I'm married to a more serious. At least you you laugh when I tell you I'm funny, right? Because I, I, sometimes I'm laughing and sometimes she actually makes me say it. I'm funny, right? Mm-hmm. And I just ignore it. And she, no, no, I'm funny, right? Yeah, and I'm going to say that until you conf- confess that yes, she's funny. But um, <laughs> we are perfect for one another because. Um, and I say this a lot, even listening to this program, I come to church, all the services that you teach, um, because I, I want to learn, and I love conviction, and um, yeah, so thank you for being the more serious one, because um, somebody needs to be. <laughs> I, I always tell people that, that when you walk into a room, it could be the darkest room in the place, and, and you light it up. Mm. And when I come in behind you, mm-hmm. the lights go out again, or they dim a little bit again. No, <laughs> and, they don't. But, but see, that's just, God knew I needed you. Mm-hmm. And and so he stuck us together all those years ago. All those years when ago. When we didn't know him at all. I know. He's so good. He's so good. Okay, so one more thing before we go off the air. I want to invite yeah, all minutes. the ladies to, um, you know, we've restarted the Sweet Summer Devotions. And um, Monday night, 7 o'clock, You've got to be here. If you weren't here this past Monday when Kendall did her um, devotion, um, you need to go online. If any of you and most of us were raised in a dysfunctional family to some extent or, (laughs) yeah, to some extent, go online and listen to Kendall's. Um, You know, the, the saying that Ron and I say, people are the way they are for a reason. If we'll take the time to go back and look at why, um, some of us are the way we are, and they're they're not um, generational curses. It's just learned behavior. <laughs> um, you will see that Kendall learned some some bad habits and became 
what you didn't even like, and then. Um, and I imagine, Paul. I, I obviously I wasn't there, but but I imagine that the the Q and A was even richer than the message was. Yeah. Uh, following it, that's that's why being here, mm-hmm. ladies, is so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can listen to the message, mm-hmm. but um, um, the, I, I think Paula. Typically, the real ministry occurs afterwards when people can share their hearts and say, well, 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 I went through this. How, how did you handle it mm-hmm. now that I know you went through it? Mm-hmm. And, and real ministry occurs. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one of the questions was, um, so you knew you were a sinner. You know, you knew you were doing mean and wrong things for a very long time, all the while going to church. But when did you get saved? When did you realize that the things you were doing were, were wrong? And it happened a, a lot of years later. And so that's why the important... But didn't she say, you told me, I thought, didn't she say that she always knew that they were wrong? Yeah, she knew that they but were wrong. But she kept doing it. But she kept doing them anyway. Yeah, that, in fact, um, uh, she, um, where was it? Oh, she says, I wasn't changing even though I was a Christian. But, you know, you go to churches where the truth is not taught. There's no accountability of this is what it says. You're living like this, which means on the list of what she was saying is people who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's how she was living. But in a whole bunch of churches, they're not telling you that sin is sin. Who's speaking Monday night? Um, the next one is uh, Vanessa Marvel. Vanessa, oh, that'll be great. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to miss Vanessa. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in. You have been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh, and Lord willing, I'll be back at 4 o'clock tomorrow on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh, celebrating our 10th year of ministry on AM 630 The Word. The Word to Stand On for Life airs every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life is sponsored by Calvary Chapel San Antonio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.